0: Hello, and welcome to the Tech Lunch podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting te- applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listener's ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick.
1: Hey, I'm John.
0: And you know, this week we're kind of, you know, missing Ed. Um, mainly because we're getting into the uh, Thanksgiving season and, you know, he's going to go see his family and spend time with them. You know, sometimes it's better to spend family than sitting here running your gums about, uh, you know, some, you know, random topic, yeah. you know, and, uh, you know, to continue that process of just absolute randomness to keep you all actively entertained. Some,
1: sometimes they're the same. You know? Right, exactly.
0: <laughs> you know, it's a big thing of, you know, are you not entertained, yeah. you know, is, um, you know, the supply chain, you know, and global logistics and interim logistics and also the, yeah. the, 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 the technology behind I guess you can say what is the technology behind logistics and warehousing and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, I guess I know we were trying to aim for like inner logistics and stuff like that, or you know, the supply chain and stuff like that. I you know, if we start looking at like the technology behind it and how growth happens, you yeah. know, Behind technology, behind logistics itself, yeah. I think that's kind of a better way, a better
1: you know, kind of slingshot. Yeah, it's. I mean, if if you want to lay a basic like a basis down, or like a foundation for like. You know what, what? What is supply chain basically? That'd be a good like, thing to
0: define. W- w-
1: so if I were to say, yeah, my phone, I want this phone. W- w- what would any person do? Just go to Apple Store. Yeah, exactly. Or, or their phone, you know, their phone. Um, you know, whoever you have your program, you're playing with. You would go to them and you'd ask for it.
0: Yeah, that's a supply chain. Do they make them?
1: They don't make them. It it goes down to the very details of yeah. those little components, those little tiny screws that go in the little ribbon cables that go in there. Those are developed by another company, which were outsourced from the parts from another company on forth, uh, so forth. They can put it together, and then you got your iPhone. You're not going to get it immediately. It's not like, you know, I can hit a button and it's there that iPhone that was there has been built for months, and yeah. you just so happen to walk up and pick it up, right? So that that's that's what I would say, you know, basic. So basic supply chain, very, very basic. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm thinking about the technology that goes into uh, not only making sure that gets done, the tracking in between, yep. and then, like... Intermodal
0: and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: yeah there's there are so many mathematical, like, you know, equations that go into, like...
0: Just behind, just beyond the transportation part of it. If you think about just it,
1: just getting the, the part to you or the, the the materials into one place, so that manufacturing location, that warehouse, you know, facility, whatever, can build that piece for you and then ship it to you. Yeah. Now, it's it's crazy how much, how many steps that go into that, but. Right. How many steps? How many hands do you think it touches? How many people are in the middle? It's
0: like if you think about it, the just the the supplier outreach for some of these companies is absolutely insane. Yeah. You know, and they're having to deal with everything just in time, just in sequence. If they're dealing with that, unless they're doing bulk packaging.
1: God forbid you have an issue.
0: Right. You know, and then some of these guys, they do they do the bulk ship, so you know they may order, you know, 150 thousand parts of this one component. Yeah. And it's delivered. You know, ribbon cables. Cool. I'm gonna order, you know, 1,900 feet. Of ribbon cable yeah. to run this line for a couple weeks, you know. It's like, but however, if you have a an issue with that ribbon cable, now you go back to the supplier, and you pray that supplier didn't outsource it. If that, that supplier outsourced it, now that supplier going go talk to their supplier, <laughs> yeah, to pray that you know. Guess what? Things are correct. You know, it's very mm-hmm. hard to go to companies who make their own ribbon cables. Wow. You know, we know this. You get the um, domino effects happening, right? You know, and it's if you think about it, everybody has their hand in the pot. You know, by the time you get something, it costs. You know, 18 $19, when originally it only cost maybe $0.10 cents to make.
1: Right.
0: You know, it's like, if you think about it, you know, the whole thing behind supply and demand. But, you know, the big ticket item is making sure you have enough supply to meet the demand. Or, we run into the current issue um, that everybody is feeling. Um, and we start ending up in supply chain issues. Yeah. You know, and now we're finally recovering from that. And, you know, you start dealing with tonnages, you know, how much how many tons of, of, of stuff is coming in. Yeah. But then, it's like I was watching something the other day speaking of this. If you're talking about the sequencing and tracking of containers, you know, coming off of, you know, vessels and stuff like that, going yeah. on to trucks. You need to make sure that your first container hits the dry land first before your next container follows.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, lately, they've been having issues of where... You know, I'm getting this full container that was supposed to be for last week's delivery today, and I'm getting this week's delivery today. So they're getting four times the amount of material up, in right. one shot. And the problem is, if that has an expiration date, by the time you go back to use your second half, it's already expired because now you're inside, you know, lost and waste. Yeah. You know the waste behind it is outrageous,
1: and that could have went to maybe another another um, company that that would yeah. utilize that that would that has the resources to consume the material resources in that time. So like, it, you're getting you're getting close to explaining kind of what what could be put in place that would solve all these problems. Yeah. So you're talking about container management, of course, but in a lot of cases the port. So you don't. You can't track the port. You can't it's, tell the port it's what the t- do. Yeah, it's tough. Ever on deal with the union. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's tough. I mean, the railroads are experiencing that issue right there. They're trucking is agreed. too. Yeah, trucking too. So, so dealing with the union is definitely difficult, but but not impossible. And, and all I'm saying is, it's is, is, it's, it's pretty simple to to make a tracking, a body tracking system, like yeah. you know, execution system, whatever you want to call the it. The MES system to, to yeah, run it. So so you can like make sure things are sequentially happening and things are clearing. But like it, it, we've created such a high demand, so the supply must match it. Right. So in that case, it's like we, we spin up. Um, I'm kind of attacking it from a different angle. It's like, you're, you're waiting for things to come to you. Why, why, why don't you develop, you, you see developing different, like, you know, resources to make the same part. So, so like, let's say I, I have to wait for a cobalt piece here, mm-hmm. but maybe maybe this aluminum fits the profile performs the way I need it to. We may downgrade it a little bit, but like, so so what I'm saying is you're seeing iterations of things and, like, we get back to our our, our whole thing of it, iter- rapid prototyping is yep. you know now you're in now you've touched so many different realms of technology that like, it, it's it's crazy you're almost synth- you get to a point where you're synthesizing your own you're you're your own yep. supply chain so. There are many ways to individualize it, or you know, scale it up, like with the companies that make the houses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You can scale those things. And up.
0: we've gotten to the fact we're three D printing houses now. So yeah, you so you we see that's that, that supply chain housing
1: problem. housing is is in need. So there's homeless. There's there they yeah. need cheap housing and things that's like why that. Have container so so you see the innovation. So that's that's kind of the thing that's going. It's like wh- the innovation is stemming from the need, like the, pretty much being forced. Yeah. Um. So. That's ran by technology,
0: though. If you think about it, the entire supply chain, you know, technology platform is a, you know, is, is kind of an archaic process. Yeah. You know, um, however, an archaic process to a fault. Because if you think about it, you know, like the shipping containers were built because somebody wanted to transport their truck from point A to point B. Yeah. They couldn't do that during that time, during the, during the, what, the early 50s,
1: 60s? Yeah, yeah, they had to have um, a little notebook of, so, of, of writing
0: everything down. Well, that's also when they did, bulk shipping. Yeah. So they unpacked everything and shoved it into a frickin', into a boat, then moved to the other end. And so yeah. you're taking 18, 19, you know, yeah. 20 hours to unload the ship. In reality, you can do bulk packaging inside shipping containers, pick and go. And you're done within a couple hours. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's like technology is the mother of all, you know, it is the mother of all innovation. Yep. However, that innovation comes because somebody found a problem in the process. Yep, yep. And so, you know, like tracking is something like that you get a lot of stuff that you have RTS. You know, real-time tracking is something that you're dealing with. You know, ship tracking, for example. You can track ships all, around, all over the globe right yep. now just by going on the internet. Same if thing they is, put
1: them on sharks. You see, right. you see the sharks. Sa- same, thing
0: is, same thing as same thing as like planes. You know where the plane is. I can go have. on my phone and track a UPS package. Yeah. You know that comes to my house. Same thing with Amazon. You know we know that ninety five percent of our users or listeners have done that. You know you've dealt yeah. with a logistics MES system that tells you real time real time tracking based off a of GPS and check ins. So when a package arrives from point A to point B, it's scanned into a location. Set, sent to their website that says, "Hey, guess what? It's arrived at this location. You'll get in a couple of days based yeah. off of based off of this stuff." And we've come to expect that, right? You have came to you know, and but now if you start dealing with the fact that you know you're going to run into a problem, yeah, you start bulk buying, you know, and which is fine. Yeah. Non perishable items can be bulk bought, you know. If you start dealing with the fact that you're going to downgrade technology, like what you were saying, just don't do it with anything safety relevant. Yeah. you know, for the love of God, spend the extra money, wait a little bit extra time, make sure you got safety relevant stuff taken care of. Yeah. Don't cheap out on the airbags, all right? Um, you <laughs> know, I, I we don't need to be in an accident next to a whoopee cushion pop out. Um,
1: yeah, that's probably the worst thing. I have a feeling that's
0: coming um, sooner or later. You're gonna see some car manufacturer that you know you hit the you hit the horn, it's an Ooga button. I think you know. So it just really just yeah. depends on what yeah. you end up
1: with. <laughs> that's true. It's going. Well, I mean, but but you, you're getting to the root of it too, though. Is that like so? I, without saying exactly which technologies we're using we're using you know every bit that we can get our hands on to solve a problem oh yeah but but what drives it is definitely the cost so so it definitely you got project managers leaders that are driving and they want to get the cost down but uh, those solutions also stem from that need too Mm -hmm. so like i mean apple's not doing bad right no they're still getting iphones out oh yeah yeah yeah, everybody's waiting like a couple weeks so of course well right? the thing
0: is is you know if you think about it they they pre-built before they even release yeah and you know they keep a steady stock of stuff on so, hand
1: yeah cold storage is is definitely definitely an important piece too but it also creates like a, a, the possibility of a problem that i would foresee right um and that's like not not saying that you're not going to sell all of them but let's say you do you do you know, for lack of a better term, we've already been bringing them up. Apple does rapid, they do rapid iterations too. Oh, yeah. Like the 13 just came out last year and they're already at the 14, mm-hmm. you know, and they and, and they the a problem in their product
0: a, and spit out their looks.
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. The, the, so, Steam or Valve, the, the company that, that they have a lot of games on computers, they've developed like a, a competitor to the Switch, mm-hmm. like yeah. a Steam Deck. They've already started working on the Steam Deck too. Yeah. Before the Steam Deck even came out, so I they're know. already rapid prototyping those things. So that, like, in that sense, you can't keep that back stock. Right. You, I mean, essentially, you could. It's gonna hurt you though. Mm-hmm. But but how, how would I now how would I solve that problem inventory tracking? Yep. Um. You would have uh. You know. Um. The which they probably have. Uh, refurbishments and, and mm. recycling and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that. You said it's a, wall most or a com- Yeah, most companies probably even have their own where they're like, yeah, well... Like, ah, this product's not going to be for sale anymore, but we've got a back stock of them, so we're just going to recycle these and use those parts into our next... Yeah, or clearance them. Yeah, or clearance them. I mean, that's that's one thing. that's' if you a, want to get rid of them and, know, and eat the... that's the big lot strategy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Been there, done that before. So, but, I mean, it works. Yeah, it, it does.
0: It, it definitely works. I mean... And, you know, the big thing is, is you know, being able to track every single step of that product lifecycle. You know, product lifecycle is another thing that deals with... with, with um. You know, with the logistics, warehousing, and, you know, supply chain issues. Because if you think about it, and this goes back to the technology behind it, is as I use a part, I need to be deducting that from my stock using an inventory management system or an IMS. Yeah. I want to deduct that part from my stock every step of the way. And then when I get to a certain point, my system auto-re-triggers an order back to my supplier where I know I have enough to make up for a gap in my line or my process. Right. And then my supplier delivers refurbishes my, my, my head count, and then off we go again, and we repeat the process, making sure it's gets a continuous loop. Now, the other thing is, is being able to track your order from the day one. Yep. Is, you know, hey, guess what? I've ordered this, Um, you know, I need this part. Let me track it from the point of manufacture, mm-hmm. the point of arrival, you know, and everything in between, especially if you're a small manufacturer. Yep. You know, allow that to happen. You know, RFID your stuff. You know, ping, ping yourself. RFID, yeah. NFC tags are cheap. You know, yes, we should. But you know, and the thing is, is you know, understanding where things are at. You know, the thing is, is the best way to beat a um a, a supply chain issue is visibility, See? and yeah. that and using technology to provide that visibility. That's a good point. Is something that you know helps having everything online, having your 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 users know kind of what's going on, or have your employees who are dealing in your warehouse know what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, but, you know, it just really all just depends. Yeah. Now, if you start dealing with, you know, some more distant yeah. you know, supply chain issues, yeah. you may only get there every now and then.
1: You, you know, have it's... to find a new supplier.
0: Right. Or you really have a lack thereof suppliers and eventually something will give. You know, if you think about it, you know, one, one, of, our, one of our favorite topics to talk about, the International Space Station, for example. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Right? Right?
0: I'm cramming I'm, I'm cramming you know 10 tons of stuff into this five pound bag
1: <laughs> known as
0: the the the, 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 the um, cargo dragon
1: yeah. from
0: SpaceX and I'm launching that thing to the International Space Station autonomously docking they're undocking everything out of the inside of the inside of it. They're inventorying all of their gear
1: mm-hmm.
0: putting their old crap back in it. And kicking it down the road, and it come down and splash it down the outside of freaking um, uh, Daytona Beach.
1: Yeah.
0: Guess what? You just did the entire inventory management system in a space no larger than a, than a, than a three-bedroom apartment.
1: Yeah, and I, <laughs> I think there's even like another way to look
0: at that is that like you've you only taken, have three suppliers: Northrop Grumman, yeah, um, the Russian Soyuz, yeah, or SpaceX.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's you can take and look at it from a different a different view as like that's that's a perfect example. Like it's going you're you've got now a supply chain that you're getting the, the ultimate global. distance in the space. <laughs> yeah, like so so you know NASA's working on that moon base and yep. and, and Orion's currently circling the moon. Yeah, and and which is, Glory great, days. is very beautiful. Um uh, but you know, you've got other companies, uh, or countries that are developing their own bases and things like that. There's there's no reason for me to believe that there will not be some type of logistics system that needs to exist in space, or or some type of we have to find some long long range um, transmitting. But like honestly, you, you you've
0: talking like a suborbital warehouse.
1: Yeah, something like that. that I mean, sense. Honestly, it's probably lunar base probably going to be something like that. Yeah, lunar. I wouldn't doubt spot. Is it like it's it's a it's a, it's a a place that that people now this probably I kind of digress a little bit, but it, it's probably going to be a place where I would test out like how I how would you behave in in in, in space? So we're going to give you a very low gravity like situation. Yeah, they can put you in zero gravity places on Earth, but it's not the same. They put you in a spacesuit. They put you on the moon. You have a moon base. Spend two weeks there, and you'll understand what it's like going out into space or something. Or, or you'll you'll have more of a a yeah. Grasp right, and then of course a refueling place. That's that's how I would view it. Well, if
0: you think about it, you might get, you know, some really low OSHA complaints. No. You know, you don't have to worry about getting hit with a forklift or any of the other stuff because it doesn't weigh anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. need to worry about being on the top <laughs> step of that ladder. You're gonna fall slowly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> You'll make it there. You're yeah. gonna see
0: it coming. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: but, but you know,
0: it's it's just one of those things. That you're talking about suborbital. Well, not really suborbital. you are <laughs> talking, you know, you know, orbital, you know, logistics getting to yeah. the, um, uh, the 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 International Space Station. Yeah. And then you're Then you're talking about going and that's to that lunar
1: yeah.
0: orbit for additional, you know, um, storage there too. Yeah. But if you think about it, that's when we start dealing with a rocket that hasn't gone up yet. You start dealing with Starship.
1: Starship's going to be big, big, big.
0: Yeah, whenever it gets off the ground. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the race used to be, are we getting Artemis off the ground, or are we getting Starship off the ground? Yeah. Well, guess what? NASA won. Um, and blew sorry. the doors
1: off of them. Literally. Blew the doors <laughs> off this location.
0: But it, the thing is, if you think about it, all of that cannot be done unless there was some sort of tracking involved. Yeah. You start dealing with the fact that you have an IMS where they know what is flying on board that crew dragon, on board that cargo dragon, mm-hmm. or on board the Soyuz, or on board the, um, whatever one comes from of Grumman. Yeah, I
1: can't remember. What you know,
0: it, it, they already know what's there. And they already know that I'm going to dump my trash right. in the damn thing when I send it back, you know, yeah. and let ha- let what happens. You know, yeah. but the thing is, is they understand, and then they categorize what's coming back. So NASA knows immediately when that, when that that ve- before that vehicle hits the ground, you know, hits the water, you know, or the ground if you're in Russia, is how fast we need to get things off of it?
1: Yeah, like what, So, he, oh, Cygnus,
0: the Cygnus spacecraft is what I was thinking about. From okay, over time.
1: okay. Um, so the thing, the thing that's that's crazy to me is that so so we, we we've started to almost come full circle at this point. We're talking about just basic, you know, ground, you know, sea and air resources. We've gone into you know orbit. And even more so, I think that we could go further. Like, especially with the breakthroughs that NASA's been having, mm-hmm. and no, I know we were talking junk about Starship, but but the Falcon 9, there. the Falcon Nine landing has has landed record number of times. They've flown one of those rockets thirteen plus times. Yeah. It's incredible that this thing continues to fly and they continue to land it. So all all, all that I can see is with and that th- And technology. the thing is, if you
0: think about it, the only supply chain behind that is refurbishment.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You clean it up a little bit and see, make sure the integrity check works, and then we're going again. Yeah. Yeah, but. Um, new coat of paint. Not yeah, even. Exactly. Sometimes, <laughs> no, sometimes not even. They just send it again. No, yeah. no No coat of paint. It's just burnt. Um. But Toast but deep. all I'm saying is is that we so we've um I don't know if anybody has seen uh Japan Space Agency. JAXA. They they did they did one like touch and go as well as NASA did on an asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um. So they they kinda hit it, you know, got grabbed like with a claw or some type of vacuum, as much, you know, rocks, dust, whatever you want to call it, off the top of it, and then kicked off to fly back home. Yeah. Um, now the goal for that being what's on this thing? Yeah. Are they <laughs> yeah. What is this? Did I find diamonds? Did I find gold? Or did I find a lot of clay? Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, the with thing, beach sand of trash. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's the same out here. No, right. <laughs> no. But but, th- what I'm getting towards is that we were talking about outsourcing the, or getting the resources on Earth. Now we're getting to the, the asteroids, getting those resources, and then having a moon base to come back, facilitate. Yeah. Warehouse almost, and and house these metals. Maybe even manufacturing can be moon based. Yeah. And then three D printing. Yeah, like I I just think of like the industry in as a whole will benefit from the greater resources. Oh yeah, and and the need for that because it will force that innovation to go get like we just touched them. We just touched a couple. Who says I can't go back and grab a whole one and come back bring it, bring it back or one that's kind of flying towards us. We maybe catch it in our orbit.
0: Yeah, right. And the thing is, if you think about it, all of that has led, you know, all of the different, you know, technologies and stuff like that, has led to us being able to do the warehousing part to support those operations better. Yeah. Because if you think about it, you know, we're, we store a lot of a lot of junk in warehouses, you know, and a lot of stuffs on high racks and high bays and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And is it like optimally like stacked? Like, yeah. You start still- you start
0: dealing with the fact that you know humans can't go that high. You know, they they can go that high, but are they gonna remember what's going on? Not unless they have a scanner with them, you're not gonna say, "Hey, guess what? Do me a favor. Find you know case 15, but I'm gonna send you a 50 feet in the air." And mm-hmm. uh you know now, you, know, you have 1,800 different little cases here. But I need you to find me 15. Yeah. You know you're gonna, you're not gonna know what you're looking for. You know now if I give you a scanning device that says, "Hey, guess what? Do me a favor. Look for this one." Okay, cool. I got the number. Scan. Okay, cool. I found it. I look at my thing. It tells me it's in row three, section four. So you know, sub paragraph three. And it's here. And I pull a little box. I send it
1: down. Yeah.
0: You know, so old way of doing things. Yeah. You know, it's or newer, newer old way. I, I'm
1: gonna be honest. You I know? think both because, NC State. Yeah. Their library. They they just made a library before they finished their, um, engineering buildings. This thing automated library you type in you say i want this book it's like okay it goes finds the books and spits it out for you like a little vending machine yeah and and it lets you has a little i watched it it has a little window and and you see the thing zoom to the to the row the i'm not going to be able to climb the ladders that quick i'm not going to be able to find the row that fast even if i knew where the book was he beat me there in half the time
0: yeah and the thing is, if you think about it now, you know that's if you're dealing with like an ASRS, an automatic sort and resort yep, yep. system to go out there and pick and then do whatever. If you're still dealing with a human base, you know you can give them smart glasses, give them a map. Where am I going? They can talk to you.
1: Yeah, I think I think the Hololens, the VR, like the smart glasses idea is Google still, Glass. If you yeah. want to go back that far, it's still. I would even say it's still in its infant stages yeah. because. Well, I think, think it has good premise.
0: If you think about it, the guys who make all the barcode stuff, the barcode scanners. Yeah. Those guys have one that connects to their ring, their hand scanners that'll tell you what you're scanning and show you kind of what you're looking for off of your scanner so you're not constantly oh, looking nice. at your scanner. Yeah, so it's really kind of nice. like a HUD. You know, it's more nice. or less a HUD.
1: I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, that would make life easy. Or you could go
0: like the Google Glass. The Google Glass has got a built-in, you know, scanner in it if you can still find those and you can, you know, actively scan with yeah. the Google Glass or smart glasses you're wearing at that time, yeah. But I know people. There's are... always the second way of doing things. Yeah. You know, there's the more complex way. Oh, that's, for that's developers, your favorite, isn't it? For developers, <laughs> for the people who are nerds like myself, is using a drone to do it. Oh, why not? You know, if I have racks I'm gonna put a, th- I'm gonna put, a, I'm gonna put a scanner on a drone, and I'm gonna set it up. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put large tags on there. Hmm. I'm gonna fly that drone or let that drone do it autonomously because it has mm-hmm. the ability to do it. You know, drones are drones for a reason. Um, you know, they're autonomous vehicles. I'm
1: I'm just saying I'm that can fly.
0: go up and take a picture. and I Say, agree. cool. Yeah. I, I've scanned this. You have this, and then it scans how many are sitting there.
1: Yeah.
0: Using you know, it can be using any type of you know advanced you know scanning technology or machine learning so that it'll tell Probably you what's gonna- there. And spit it into your, into your IMS yeah. so you know what's going on. Probably got that all written in Python. like. Right. You can even say, hey, guess what? Go find me this.
1: Yeah. Takes Boom.
0: a picture of it, backs out so you can see the full thing of it, avoiding the, doing some collision avoidance, yeah. and then drops back down. Now I don't have to send a human up there to verify my stock levels. Exactly. It saves them time, saves me time, keeps them off a the ladder.
1: Yeah.
0: And one thing keep OSHA from breathing down my neck. Yeah. You know, it, the thing is, is technology also makes warehousing, supply chain, some of that safer.
1: It does, yeah. It it absolutely does. Like, I would rather. I mean, people people like talk about it all the time. I would rather not carry a thousand pounds. Yeah. Bring me a forklift. Exactly. I would rather not walk this, um, you know, half a mile back and forth, seven hundred times a day. Give me the tugger. Yeah right like this is weight that i'm not trying to not lug back and forth all day you know what did they do what did they do before we had technology they had logs that they would roll if you had a heavy weight you would roll it and you would bring the log back out in front and roll it again You yeah, yeah, exactly like so so we're always thinking of ways to figure out how to do the things better and and honestly once we started like getting the data points
0: yeah. I that think that's if You think about it, you know, just what we were talking about it. just a second ago. The pyramids, they're they were like the epitome of how do I fix my warehousing issues? Oh, you man. know, the, these stones are, you know, heavy as, you know, heavy as sin, and now I got to move them. What am I going to do? Oh, hey, look, all well, these logs. Mm-hmm. You know, that, uh, yeah, and pulleys, you know, it's it's the, you know, I hate to say they also use labor, but, you know. Yeah, they did not um, pay. They did not pay people, so it's considered slave labor at that point, but, yeah, you that, know, don't, don't you jump down our that, throat for it. You cannot get that. Though. It's But the thing is, if you think about it, they figured out a way to take a current problem with the fact this thing weighs 10 tons yeah. and move it across the ground, and look what they built. So they, they, they moved it from a point of consumption or point of, you know, manufacturing to point of install, and then make sure all of the, you know, warehousing and logistics was on point before they did it all you know we've been doing logistics for a lot longer than yeah. people give us credit for it. god god forbid you doing it a, correctly is a different story
1: you build the pyramid you're missing a block right <laughs> like you know. that's, it's not going to sta- stand anymore
0: right, right? Like, it, it's like you know and that's why sometimes i think that when you ever buy something from ikea you end up with extra screws
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know they just pack it in the thing because they know you're gonna lose something
1: so you're saying they had extra blocks over there and they built the right. pyramid just in case you know, they-
0: <laughs> what am i supposed to do with a size 18 wrench i don't know you're, you know, you're
1: gonna hold on to it until you need another table. Right.
0: and then you'll <laughs> still end up with like five or six extra. Yeah, we'll give you two happened. more
1: wrenches then. You know, it, it's like, and that's another thing. IKEA,
0: great when it comes down to the fact that they got warehousing down to a science. It's the store. Yeah, right. It's it's the entire store. They combined uh, it. and they figured out how to make labor cheap. You do it yourself. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's it's so crazy.
1: They're like, hey, you need it? It's right here. Go look at this this aisle. This you may not understand what that word is. Probably in a different language. Probably but, Swedish. But they, I bet you there also can be like a type of scanner that detects when when you take one. And it's like, yeah. hmm. I'm not saying there is one, but I'm saying that's, how, how difficult is that? Well, if you think about it, that's what they do with their POE systems, Once
0: you your, your your point of sale systems. They they check it, takes it out of their inventory immediately. Then that automatically alerts their backstop to start refilling. Yeah. And if you think about it, they figured out how to make it where every single store gets the same exact thing, unless you're in the U.S.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: we do not get the same thing that they get in Europe. I'll tell you that right now. It ain't the same.
1: Yeah, it's definitely different.
0: But they all have the same exact material. Everybody gets the same version of the couch. Mm -hmm. And for some strange reason, you get the same version of the Swedish meatballs. You know?
1: I'm not complaining.
0: But at the same time, you have to go pick it yourself. There's not somebody that's going to do it for you. And you they better went, get hey, the... guess what? I'm going to run this entire store with five people. How do I do that? Well, when I interim my logistics stuff, all i got to do is worry about paying a couple of forklift drivers or drop some stuff off, some people to help me load people's vehicles, and I'm going to worry about the, the poor schmuck that's having to buy this stuff that's going to put it together later at the house to go pick it for me.
1: Yeah, he's going to get it. Yeah, <laughs> get, you better pick the right parts, too. Right. Right, because that, that part B needs its part A, and if you got the wrong one... don't get two b's you're coming right back (laughs) you have to go through the entire process Yeah, possibly get a divorce because you can't figure out how to get this thing done for your wife (laughs) And don't go the wrong way we'll get mad (laughs) oh yeah 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 but that's that's also that's that's a good point you brought that up Uh, you just like like made me think about it going that's also a supply thing like you go one way in okay you better get all your stuff on the first try are you gonna go around again might as well look at all the little knickknacks that you might need right. again. So that that's an impulse like idea and that well that's I guess more marketing or retail, but uh-huh. like that's an innovation that like ha- has been made or tailored to like you're using some type of technology to know that that's happening. Yeah,
0: but the thing is think about the lack of technology in some of our stores.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, I'm even getting the POS system and, and, and yep. their own inventory. Like when you're checking out on those things and they, they they like, let's say you run a test where you let everybody go in and walk everywhere and you can walk in and back that, at the exit, wherever you want. And, and, and then they test it how it is now. I bet you for a fact that those impulse buys would be higher because of the one way.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Right? definitely. And I'm
1: not saying that your people. That's are, a statistical thing. Like a law that you can't go backwards. By the way, yeah. in IKEA, they're not gonna like arrest you. By the
0: way. But it's like if you think about it, that's a statistical advantage of the fact that I'm gonna put more stuff in front of you as you're walking through this thing, and there's a there's a high chance that you're gonna buy it. You're not gonna know that you needed plates. Oh, yeah. They got me. You know. Yeah, every time. You, you, you don't walk in the door and go. oh, I didn't know I needed a freaking. You know. A, a, you know. A, a stretcher. What the hell do I need that for? But I don't know. It's gonna go on the cart.
1: You mm-hmm.
0: know. Or hey, I didn't know I needed a cheese grater.
1: Yeah, but this yeah. is a special one. <laughs> this is a different one. Yeah, it's right. a spiralizer. Right, right. You know
0: what's the difference between a spiralizer and a, and a, and, a, and, a, and a grater?
1: Nah, you ask a chef. I'm gonna be honest with you. There, there's, there's a subtle difference. <laughs> you know, but it's like, but the thing is, it's like you start
0: dealing with, you know, eighteen thousand pairs of different types of knives, but they're all at dollar, and you don't realize you need them all.
1: Yeah, why not? You know, but they're all there. That's before you even get the expensive stuff. Yeah, why don't get what? You know, why don't you get table table mats like <laughs> right? Place mats? You already, and because the thing
0: is, if you think about it, if you when you walk through IKEA, you know the first part of that business is a hundred percent furniture, hundred percent of the time. Uh-huh. Right, you can get your entire kitchen made right inside IKEA. They're not bad cabinets either. Mm-hmm. But you start coming back around, and now it's all the accessories for the stuff that you're getting ready to go buy out mm-hmm. in the back, out in the back lot. Any more hooks, bolts, anything? So you're gonna accessorize all of your stuff before you go buy it, which is going to triple your purchase value by the time you walk out the end of the store.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So on every single person, they're probably making triple the value.
1: Yeah, that's a mind thing, and that's a that's a research thing. Right. So like so for those big big point price points, they're probably not making a lot of money over manufacturing costs. No. It's the small stuff that they make the money on. Right. Because
0: um, how much can you make off particle board? Come on.
1: Yeah, I mean it's true. I mean, not for nothing. I built my three D printer enclosure, which is like a tower of three Ikea lac tables. It's pretty sturdy. It works. I not saying
0: they have bad stuff, it you works. You know, definitely yeah, don't have bad things.
1: Works. So I mean I'm not saying <coughs> don't get me wrong. Would not stand up in an earthquake. <laughs> not uh-uh. <That's> should <laughs> be on it. Would not, but um, heavily modified as well. But but at the end of the day, it gets the job done. That's why people go there It's cheap. Right. Uh, you're not spending. It's too a, much it's
0: money. the same thing as like you know like two of my favorite stores, is Lowe's and Home Depot. It's the same exact reason. Yeah. You know it's it's a warehouse. You have to pick your own stuff.
1: Kind They don't do it
0: for you. And I spend five times as much more as I need to.
1: Yeah,
0: it's kind of dangerous. In, you know, um, uh, Lowe's and Home Depot, because I go to where I need to get. I get my stuff. I'm like, oh, maybe I should go look at this. And I go you no know, buy something else. That's how in the world I ended up with like 1,200 feet of, five feet, uh, of um, uh, cat six cable when I re-cabled when I cabled my house when I first moved in. So I feel like I went back there four times and didn't think, remember I bought it because I was mm-hmm. tired, mm-hmm. and I bought the same thing over again. Oops. Yeah.
1: Side note: Does anybody need? No, I'm right. just, kidding. <laughs> just kidding.
0: But you know, the thing is, is you know, it's that's where you know, supply chain and technology and you know, warehousing and you know, different levels of warehousing get involved. You know, that's before you start getting to like intermodal. You start dealing with, you know, going from truck to train, from train to ship.
1: Oh, that's a tough you know,
0: one. And, 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 the, and the routes and the thing in, that you have truck drivers out there that are having to, to rely 100% of the time on GPS to figure out how to beat the clock because they only have a certain amount of hours to drive legally. Yeah,
1: see, and that's... that's you know, a they're thing moving too. the
0: equipment across the... You know, my mom works in trucking. You know, she does dispatching and, you it's know, God easy. bless her. Yeah. You know, she's got some of the best drivers on the planet. You know, these guys, are they, they bust their tail day in, day out, well,
1: I don't know just like
0: all do. of them do. You know, um, but... You know they're they're against the clock every single day, and you know what they're they're on the forefront of technology when they're dealing with stuff inside those trucks. Now they have the trucks that look like damn freaking apartments.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was wasn't it? um, It's a so it people people live in those. First off, yeah, that's crazy. Um, Not saying it has plumbing or anything. You're gonna have to some of them have toilets. Some of them have toilets. This is a new shower. But but um the the GPS. There's a special GPS. Oh yeah. For trucking. Yep. I don't even. I can't remember the brand name. It's still Garmin. Um. It, but there was like a. It was like a big. There, well, there's probably multiple to be honest. Yeah. With you. But, so. So all I'm saying is, is that this. The reason it was there is it tells you where. It also updates with specific map settings, preferences. These roads are not allowable by truck. Yep. Like this is the the height tolerance for this bridge exactly like stuff like that where it's like huh, that might be a little vital before i slammed the the container into this to this bridge and ruined everything and that's my life savings right, right. so like it, it's it's the, the safety piece you spoke on earlier it's the preparation for me like that that like hey how can i get this there the timing is incredible i don't know how these guys do it the weight I am angry <clears> over <throat> a 2 hour drive. That's just we call it the little man syndrome, whatever, Napoleon syndrome. I I, I I can't I can't sit still in that one spot for 2 oh, hours. Your
0: car is the size of a shoebox.
1: Yeah, see, it's even worse. I'm claustrophobic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but that's but that's the thing. So, they're using all this technology. They're making they're, they're pretty much living their lives. They're, they're talking on ham radio. They probably have some type of you know, code language that they have. Yep. And they probably have some type... And, and these are all things that, you know, if you heard pilots flying yep, would do. So, like, it's it's much the same. Uh, it's not lesser than, than any other, like, you know, logistical traveler. Mm-hmm. But, like, also uses so much tech as well. And you think it's one of the simplest things, but right. no, it, it needs that.
0: And you start dealing with the fact that you go, you know, intermodal now, where they take that, that truck or that trailer pick it up off the skid and sit it down inside of a as a a, 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 um, uh, a train yeah. and take it to the port yeah you know or wherever the heck it is going you know and now you have to worry about the train and its weight you know how much weight can that train pull without adding another locomotive and stuff like that yeah. but things it's kind of funny that I don't think they can do their own weight balance sheets like i don't know if the automatically does the weight for them it's not like when you start dealing with, you know, in trains, you still, you had to deal with like torque and vectoring and stuff like that when you start talking about yeah. adding more and more and more trains to it and stuff like that. One pushing, one pulling, depending on the weight. Yeah. They're he- some of the heavy movers, you know, come on now. We've seen them move, you know, coal trains, mm-hmm. you know, and it's absolutely insane. You know, they're moving, you know, metric, you know, a couple hundred thousand metric tons of, you know, stuff. You start, but then you start dealing with, you know, airlines. You start dealing with the 747 8s. You're dealing with the 727s, you're starting to deal with those type of things. You know, the bigger aircraft out there that are transporting these massive size loads and stuff like that, you're having to do something called a weight and balance. You're trying to make sure that your CG is where it needs to be based on how much fuel you have on board, what your anticipated fuel burn is, what all this other stuff is, and you have to make sure all that stuff weighed before it gets on board. Yeah. You know, but the only reason why they want to make sure you only carry 50 pounds of bags when you're coming on board is that's what they know the basic calculation is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they just add to it. And they figure out, where on that airplane, I'm going to move your stuff. And, y'all, if you think they actually lost your bag, no, they didn't. They had to make weight and balance, of so they shit to do another airplane.
1: That's happened. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, that's, ha- that's happened before. Yeah, and, and honestly, if they all look the same bag, they're tossing right. them around.
0: And the thing is, is if you think about it, when you start talking about... um you know, and I can show you the formula later on, it, but uh-huh. center of gravity, especially yeah. when you talk about a load, you're dealing with, um, the pilots that to do this calculation or they have a system that does it. Most of the time, some of the pilots do it in their head just to make sure, or on a calculator, just to make sure that they can make the weight and balance based off of what the little machine tells them. Right. Because there's there's weights and scales inside the airplane. They put everything in there. It tells them what their center of gravity is, and they move the load from there. However, inside their head, they're, they're, they're talking about, okay, my cruise altitude is 35,000 feet. My fuel burn is right about 1,000 gallons a minute, mm-hmm. you know, for this duration of flight, give or take a couple hours. And I'm pulling most of my fuel from the left tank or the right tank, or and at what point do I start converging both tanks mm-hmm. to equally activate my fuel burn to fuel all engines? What is my thrust versus weight calculations? Just to determine where on that airplane that load sits.
1: Yeah. <laughs> turbines and jet engines and all that stuff totally is right. so crazy. They're so crazy to think about. Like. Which
0: is which is funny because then you have the you know the helicopters out there that can lift these heavy loads just by using that stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and
0: that's another form of, you know, logistics transport. You know, that the, that yeah. the DOD uses is helicopter from thing to point from point A to point B, even even in you know civilian atmosphere, they still use from point A to point B flight. Of helicopters.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I can think of like three examples immediately offhand yeah. where they use the helicopter because the helicopter can get into a place where a plane a plane can't. Oh yeah. Much easier and can land, pick you up and get out
0: mm-hmm. much
1: quicker. So like let's say you have a life threatening injury, you can't be moved, yep. you can't get in the ambulance to drive across town, you don't even have the time. Maybe you need to go to a special place. A specialty like doctor or anything like that quickest way is going to be air Yep, like, life flight is going to be is going to be a helicopter so so um I, I mean honestly all those types of things and a drone is just a mini helicopter like it's crazy yeah i i mean i'm i i will not want to be honest with you it's going to make my life. and now you
0: have drone logistics because you have yeah. some companies walmart delivering via drone
1: yeah yeah amazon will be there soon
0: yep in amazon certain areas you know it, it's great
1: yeah, I mean, when when you're thinking, of, that's something that like I, I mean, I should think about more. Like you, you like I've looked at these tugboats that are like the giant vessels bringing mm-hmm. over hundreds of storage containers, and, and and they're probably full. Like, how large do you need to make this to balance the with the weight, right? right? Also, everything inside might be shifting too. How can I control that, mm-hmm. right?
0: Like, the lockdown systems are absolutely insane.
1: It's 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 incredible um, to to get all those things together, and and also I'm sure they have t- some type. Of, they should have some type of scale at the port, yeah. where you take a con- tr- uh, a container off, you set it on the scale, and then you move it to the, the spot if it's long term storage. Right. I am I'm, I'm thinking there is one. It's been probably seven years since I've been to a port. Yeah. Uh, so there's probably some new stuff, but they had one there, so. Yeah. Um. And, and and even on the communication level, like if you're doing intermodal, like you're going between you know carriers. Let's say, uh, AWS is trying to get something, um, so they got to use FedEx. Uh, blah blah blah, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they need to they need to communicate with each other, and in order to get you the customer the best most updated alerts, they need to be able to talk to each other and scan things in in real time. Right. So it's 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 very difficult, but communication also is going to be very vital in in getting us anywhere near some type of supply chain that like can can continue into the future. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, I mean, because like if I asked you right now, do you think our current supply chain would be able to um, sustain growth?
0: Not unless there's technology put behind it.
1: I feel like we're struggling right now.
0: Yeah, we need to put more technology behind it. You know, we need to be more, you know, technology-minded when it comes down to logistics. Um, you know, I, I think that the tracking point of it, you know, has to be there. From raw, you know, raw part consumption to major consumption. <clears throat> um. So, you know, I kind of think that's where we're at. But, yeah. you know, the grand scheme of things, I, I think we're we're getting, we're, we're close. Yeah. It's, and I, I see that you know with more and more logistics management systems being built, um, being documented, you know, and I'm actually getting into that a little bit when I write my ebook about MES systems. You know, when we start talking about manufacturing execution systems is how do we use an MES system um, in logistics in warehousing? Because warehousing is the backbone of manufacturing. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the warehouse to hold our to hold our parts and accessories, we would be shit out of luck, and we'd be constantly in a fight. Yeah.
1: We could rapidly prototype and create a single station, right? but God forbid production on higher levels, no way.
0: Yeah, so you have to have your logistics implant. Yeah. And the thing is, is those guys are, you know, they're they're rock stars when it comes out of some of the stuff they're doing, but it's also the technology behind it. You know, we need to make, you know, as, you know, as IT professionals and stuff like that, we need to make their life easier, Um, you know, for certain things. You know, don't, you know, now I'm not saying, you know, you logistics guys out there don't make our life hell.
1: You know, don't. We wanna, you know, we want to. You
0: know, we want to make sure that we're developing systems to support. You know, the intermodal logistics to support. You know, the guys who are dealing with you know trucks and you know planes and you know um, and all of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's 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 the most the most difficult part about a lot of things with technology is 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 learning to live with the new the change. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, when so, I don't know if you've worked manufacture manufacturing. I mean, we, we're, we're doing a production, but, like, have you worked in, like, a warehouse spot or, like, any type of... Um, I think we talked about this before. You did this at uh, um, one of the car stores. But, yeah, uh, I worked for Advanced Auto but, and
0: also the, the the dreadful store called Big Lots.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but I, what I'm saying is when I worked for Best Buy, I had I had a TC52 Zebra scanner. Mm-hmm. and And that thing is what... It lives with me, but I remember before that there was a guy walking around where he had to he had to physically take the scanner, scan the part, walk over back to the computer, look at the thing, verify it's right, walk all the way back, and and that's like
0: lucky you. That's terrible. I got to shoot a paper and I said, hey, guess what's in this bin? Go have fun. Oh,
1: this yeah, is what yeah. it looks you like. Figure out what, where <laughs> it's supposed to go. Well, I mean, honestly, but he, he's, Check the UPC he's going God. through that, that inventory we just received and verifying things are put in the right spaces, yep. setting up carts if they need to come in, and things like that. And all of that's ran by that little that little scanner. I'm thinking that, like, um, I mean, of course, this is going to be the next step, and, of course, I like Fallout, so this would make sense, like a pit boy like little arm scanner. Like, it's we're nearing that point where we're, we're going to have some type of huge... Uh, breakthrough. I think 3D printing was a big thing for industry, mm-hmm. getting it onto a, a more consumer base. But like, I'm thinking some type of like armband type um, scanner. Yep. Right. I can see that. If w- once we get some type of Wi-Fi system set into place, but like this, this is something that like. If, if I was a worker if I had a worker in my manufacturer or my, my plant and I had them picking these parts I would want them with some type of power glove like that that would be boom 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 okay this glove holds the th- this is everything I need it has all my inventory it tells me what to do next and everything now you, of course you're saying get the glasses. I think the glasses would be good. I don't think the glasses will be here before a glove would be yeah let' me be honest I think we're getting really close to some type of glove but like that that's how I would picture factories of the future. Is that, of course, maybe even the drone has all that stuff that's on that arm. Mm-hmm. But we got to step into that, right? Like right. we can't we can't just start running. We're definitely getting there. But but like so you start with you start with innovating, maybe even c- connecting the the user into those things. So by by utilizing their own whatever pattern, making that technology or, or logging it, mm-hmm. then you can start getting more precise with the materials that you have. Then you can start getting more precise with with the the waste clearing and dude not only will it produce more you're going to start making um a lot less waste yeah i can agree with that i think that and
0: it helps us so. yep and I, you know i know we kind of went over on time but you know the big thing is it's like oh, you know it, it's <laughs> you know that's maybe something we should stop apologizing for yeah, no, but you know it, it's it's important to know that you know we're dealing with the technology behind logistics here you know that, that that's what it is you know I know we've you know first started out with supply chain kinda of went in you know you know intergalactic
1: they're kinda of connected. You know, and
0: everything's right? everything but everything's connected. Everything is, is logistics. You know, logistics and incorporates supply chain warehousing, you know, point of sale and delivery. But, you know, the big thing to remember is, you know, help move this forward this this forward. You know, if you're a technology company or a three D printing company, you know, think about a way that you can move things forward. You know, we're big on using three D printers as the next manufacturing device you know yeah. I, I, I think that they he are will. going to be the next big thing in manufacturing you know this starts from the guys who are in the who, who are at our level you yeah. know you know joe schmuckatelli and you know freaking you know peter rabbits and the corner freaking you know with the printer you know but it's it, it's beating back you know the supply chain issues it's being the forerunner on it but it's you know understanding that you know whatever industry you work in you can make a change in logistics based off of you know kind of what's going on
1: yeah
0: and you know, so with me with that, you know I'm gonna, you know I'm gonna say thank you. You know to everybody who's listened to us. You know we're definitely getting close to that thousand mark, that magical thousand. You know we're at nine seventy five, I think. We're not eighty five somewhere in there. You get there soon. You know, we're on the way. You know I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. You know it's it, it's fun to know that we've shared you know a little bit of humor, a little bit of fun, a little bit of laughs. You know, with nine hundred eighty five people who has downloaded this podcast and listened to us. Mm-hmm. you know we, we, we thank you for that you know and you know hopefully one of these days you know we can get you know some of the ebooks out there for y'all to read you know some of the information you know that y'all want yeah. and you know be there in case y'all have questions you know or even you know at one point point, come out and give you all a hand with a project you're on you know we, we'd love to do that you know give us an idea Yeah, it'd be pretty you know? maybe we could pull 3d printers out and you know see what you got so but you know, with that, I say thank you. Um, you know, and I'll turn it over to Ch- over to Champ for, them, for the end of it. Uh,
1: yeah. So again, guys, thanks. Always, always a pleasure. Like it's always nice um, to to see anyone listening, anyone um, you know hearing, or or even if uh, even if you're showing it to someone else or listening again, it's always it's always something that's like w- heartwarming for me at least. So um, I, I really do appreciate that. And and guys. Uh, one thing that I've always kind of prided myself on is that um, um, I, I want to I want to promote well uh, well-being I want to, I want to further help you in your process which will end up inevitably helping me because I'm learning something about what you're doing while also assisting you to get to your end goal so in my mind I think I would issue a challenge to you guys is like if you have a if you have a project or, or even like, if it's something that you're working on that you're stuck with like why don't you ask us like if you have an, if you have a problem that you see in industry if you have a problem you see in technology why don't you ask? like we're, we're definitely going to be a couple guys that you would want to talk to because we have kind of a first hand first eye you know we're witnesses to like what industry and and productions kind of doing we see what other other places do we kind of mimic or take the best parts of it mm-hmm. that's kind of how competition works so like at the end of the day if, if you want to be competitive or even learn more about any of that why wouldn't you ask some of the people that are you know in the thick of it so yeah. uh, i'm not saying that i know everything but saying that we could talk about it and figure it out that's all yeah. So, uh once again guys thank you um and we'll see you on the next one and
0: you know i'd like to you know jump in here last second <clears> to <throat> issue a challenge you know and that is usually Ed does that for us but you know yeah, we'll do it yeah, this yeah. week you know is you know go out there and look at how your logistics is working inside your own office or inside your own area wherever yeah, you are in the world way. you know we got people from all over the world listening to us you know how is technology influencing their processes their procedures mm-hmm. Um, and you know how are you supporting that or come up with another way to help them you know and just play with it yeah. So, but yeah, let's know if y'all need anything. All right, y'all. Have a good one. Take it easy. Right. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something that you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at
1: vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.